Chapter 27 The Tower We grow so fast when we remember how to smile at fear. Then we can weave the inner tapestry, and so we should trust that the path will always appear. With the head and heart in line, we begin to master our own mind. But in order for you to pass on, I must ask for one final sign, said Aphrodite. She took me to the edge of this mystical land, away from all the fairies and astral beings. Everyone here was energized by the vigor of the morning star rising high atop the pillar of mercy. And I journeyed so far to find this place, and now I followed beside Aphrodite as she led me to the cosmic shore, then she pointed to the west. I need you to build me a tower, higher than any structure ever before, and you'll know you're finished when you can stand atop it and see the westward shore. There in the west is my brother named Hermes. He alone is thrice great, as the Egyptians called him Thoth. Only he can lead you to find your future's fate. Now I cannot bring you to him. This is something you must go at alone. As all other souls are heading up to the source, you are called to go downward through the passage of the unknown," said Aphrodite. What do you mean all souls are heading to the source? Why can't I stay here with you and God? I am certain your brother must be impressive in many ways. But why am I called to leave as if I alone am flawed? You are a special one. As you hold the sword that will protect the land, as all other souls seek to cleanse their karma by entering upward into the divine light, you have already touched the source, and so your destiny has other plans. Everyone wants to touch heaven, but the source has already been planted in your head. You have the heart of Christ in your chest, and so you are called back to a living planet so that our teachings can spread, said Aphrodite. But I am at peace here and now. I feel as if every moment is pure bliss, and if I leave this space to descend deeper, then I may lose track of this moment, since these are the moments I will always miss. The moment will never leave you, but there is a future up ahead. If you don't bridge the link between heaven and earth, then all the light that's left will wither without a connection to the source, only to end up dead. Reconnect the source back to earth, and Hermes knows the way. All these souls have a long journey home, as each of the ten Sephiroth are not places the soul is meant to stay. Impermanence is the only truth, change is all life ever is. The journey is our purpose, and that is why we are called to live," said Aphrodite. Then how will I build the tower? I have never completed such a great task. Give me some idea how to proceed, for surely this is not too much to ask. It begins with a morning practice. Start by joining heaven and earth in your mental space, starting with reflection. Every day when you wake up, ask yourself this honest question. What is the practice that best cultivates a heart-mind connection? This is what we are meant to teach others. And so what can you do first thing when you wake up each and every day? Find how this practice is best cultivated. Is it prayer, meditation, or what else fosters the most peace to clear the confusion along the way. Ask what is within us that can connect our spirit back to the great vine of creation. Bring this forth and we'll shine like the morning star. Then wherever we go, the light of the morning star will unite all nations. Gone beyond form, gone beyond mind. You carry the light that shines through the head and the heart, keeping heaven and earth in line. Be right here in the moment. 
remember that all will be okay. Because wherever we tend to go, the treasure is in this moment, and the moment is the only way. And the way the tower can be constructed begins from the source of an awakened mind. The resources are within everything, everywhere. And this is the magic you must discover and find. Every second holds potential, as the building blocks are ordinary and actually right here. The cosmic construction is mental, so tap into the moment and remember to smile at fear," said Aphrodite. Her words disappeared into the horizon, where the light atop the Father's pillar of mercy shone forth for all to see. There the sun illuminated a path to heaven, where the suffering of all souls would be freed. Now Aphrodite left me alone, and I took a deep breath in. There I began to build a heart-mind connection, letting go of all the past stories and influences that had been, as soon as I found the present moment. At the end of the first breath out, I watched a solid brick appear in front of me, and so I understood that this is where I would build the tower without a doubt. Moment after moment, I was absorbed in this astral space, and every breath my heart and head were aligned. A new brick would appear where I set it atop the others perfectly in place. Some days I was more focused than others, and some days I could barely find any bricks at all. But after a long time and much practice, my faith grew as the tower evolved. High and mighty, the tower's construction rose up into the astral sky. This was a reflection of the peace and contentment I had cultivated. But still I was curious how many days, months, or years had gone by. After all the time of practicing staying present with each breath and placing each brick by hand, I climbed up the tower to place this next brick on top of all the others when I gazed off into the distance and first saw the westward land. In shock of the land across the astral sea, this meant the tower's construction was finally completed, and so I ran to Aphrodite as I had done exactly what she needed. Why'd you build it there? She asked. Perplexed and confused, what was the meaning of all this? She shook her head with discontent. Now what was it that I missed? This tower is blocking the light of the morning star. Didn't you think how it would interfere with the light rising on the horizon? I'm afraid this tower won't do, since it has cast a giant shadow upon my nature, and I'm afraid there's no compromising. You'll need to start over. So come back and find me once you've done your part. Go on and rebuild it to the same height over there. And now is the best time to start," said Aphrodite. She left without saying another word, and this caused immense pain and heat to grow. There I took out the mother's sword and spent an entire week in battle against my ego, aggression, and anger, slashing them with fatal blows. After I'd finally calmed down, I couldn't believe I had made such a terrible mistake, and so I came back to the present moment to rebuild the tower that would eventually lead me to my future's fate. One breath after the other, a single thought at a time, I focused on the breath in each moment when a new tower began to align. With my head following my heart, I placed every brick with the utmost care, and I was sure Aphrodite would be well pleased because I made sure this tower cast no shadow upon her Sephiroth sphere. After so much work and practice, I placed the last brick upon the top. Again I could see the distant land upon the horizon. After I had worked for what felt like years non-stop, I called out to Aphrodite the loving goddess who taught me how to connect my heart and head. 
Then I heard her speak from a distance. Oh no, my dear. It's not close enough to the shore, so I'm afraid you'll need to restart, she said. In disbelief of her words, I came back to level ground. I tried to explain that I did exactly as she asked, and how this tower casts no shadow on any of her nature growing around. But you don't understand. This tower must be exactly on the water's shore. Once you build it right on the water's edge, I will reveal what its purpose is for, said Aphrodite. Again she walked away, and again my inner anger arose. It felt as if my insides were a burning furnace where all of my pitfalls and hang-ups were exposed. Even with all the practice I'd done, I was not pure at heart. This was such an intense journey to learn from Aphrodite, and it felt like years since the start. With balance and the cutting practice, I used my sword to combat the ego that led me astray. Then I used meditation, contemplation, and reflection to weave my inner tapestry the proper way. All the while, I rebuilt the new tower, and this tower was right upon the shore, exactly as Aphrodite wished, and so I found that I was even more balanced than ever before. All this practice paved a stunning path, weaving me back to here and now, and I began to smile, seeing that my teacher was not condemning me, but rather preparing me in ways only a master could endow. I'd become more stable than ever. My heart and head were functioning better than ever together. And when I finally finished building the third tower, I noticed that dark storm clouds had grown into this weather. Aphrodite led me to the top, where I lowered myself and bowed to her feet. She looked to the westward land when her voice chanted a mantra on repeat. Om gate gate, paragate, parasamgate, bodhisvaha. And as I rose to my feet, I felt thunder looming from above. You have given everything to this journey, and so you have learned my lesson of unconditional love. Never did you quit, but rather you moved forward at all costs, and even after I asked you to rebuild this tower twice, your purpose was not lost. Hail the goer. Surely you are the link between heaven and earth. You have carried the Morning Star all this way, and you must bridge the connection back to the heart of every creature's birth, said Aphrodite. Then a flash of light exploded and struck the tower, and it cast both Aphrodite and I over the side. Crashing into the sea, I watched the entire tower fall, but the last thing I saw was a golden crown falling beside the tower walls. Waves rocked the shore as a great storm had come. Now Aphrodite and I swam out of the astral sea, climbed back onto the land where she was from. I don't understand. Puzzled but not lost, confused but not afraid, bewildered but curious, the entire tower I just built had fallen away. This is an act of divine love, and this resonates in the form of a shocking change. We are at the beginning of liberation and freedom, as unforeseen forces are at work and the collapse of the tower was prearranged, said Aphrodite. The tower I had built was so high in the sky, and when it fell in the astral ocean, it created a perfect path all the way to the far side. What was that lightning? And I swear I saw a vision of a crown. What even happened that caused the tower to fall down? It is the result of change, as whatever you attract is exactly what you get. Your determination and discipline caused a chain reaction that all started from your own mindset and grit. The only way the tower falls is when a new king begins his reign. 
and so the Divine Father of all wisdom sent lightning from the top sphere of Hokma down to this astral plane. The same way the tapestry of life is sown, the source of energy is cultivated and crafted into something fresh. Through your patience and practice, the tower fell is a sign of a sacred refresh, said Aphrodite. Then it is a sign of awakening, as the source of the grapevine is always on its way. And if this chaos appears as destruction, then does its hidden meaning symbolize the dawn of a new day? It is precisely that. And whatever must fall away, know that we are only stepping out of the old and into something fresh and new. Lightning strikes the moment the universal monarch is born, which illuminates all the everlasting truth back into view. This energy is called Wind Horse, and now you are called to ride upon her song, which is clear, present, uplifted, and alert. That is the inner state of the soul to which we all belong. You've come such a long way, on a journey ever so far, but in this moment you realize that wherever you go is exactly where you are. We are called to let go and watch the tower fall. As it crumbles and crashes, we just simply observe. Through impermanence and change, these dark clouds drift over us. And through this chaos, we will search for the sun's light, which reminds us how to serve," said Aphrodite. But what do you make of this monarch? I thought God was in control. Why would we need chaos? Isn't the Divine Father and Mother looking after all our souls? The source is God. It is beyond what any mind can conceive. You are the ruler of your own reality, and the earth is governed by a collection of psychic energy. Man molds this energy, the same way a potter has a clay source. And so we use our cutting practice and combine it with meditation and contemplation as ways to generate the pure energy known as wind horse. We are all warriors, but many humans get lost in the mind and fall into the confused world of ego, envy, and greed. So many people forget the true potential of creation, and so they prioritize their selfish wants over all our needs. The challenge of warriorship is to step out of our comfortable cocoon. By being brave and gentle at the same time, we inspire those around us by growing the same way any flower blooms. The path is to let your light shine, and this is an experience of primordial goodness which is complete trust in creation, as this embodies the complete realization of egolessness. This happens through the truth of a non-reference point, which is the way of working with all conditions and situations that arise on the journey of life. And through building the tower, you face confusion and anger as your inner growth evolved your spirit through strife. All of these processes are simple and ordinary, as these are specific moments we reference and you learned how to appreciate these subtle and mundane processes, all without any preference. By relating with these ordinary conditions, you have made a shocking discovery. You became so absorbed in what you were doing, and this created a non-reference point resulting in self-discovery. While the setting sun world is afraid of this space, they are afraid to be open and vulnerable. They are taught to guard their flesh and blood, but you found the magic of this moment that is always discoverable. Unlike the fearful, you exposed yourself fully with a raw and open heart. You endured this path to find the moment, which is where all magic starts. Out of this moment, the universal monarch is born, which is an extraordinary birth. And so this is the being that is brave and willing to reunite heaven and earth. 
this monarch is someone who is very raw and sensitive, someone willing to open his or her heart to others. They are the ruler of the world because they see the light in everyone, reminding us all that we're sisters and brothers. This monarch's power is born from experience, which exists from being very soft and gentle. And since you have nothing to hide, you are willing to work with your reality rather than seeing everything as accidental. Your experience is naked and direct. You are awake and sane. For this journey has proven who is a true warrior, and it reveals that you were selfless and had nothing to lose and nothing to gain, said Aphrodite. I took a moment to breathe, to reconnect with this precious instance of time, and so I tapped the ankh in my heart when my head and heart were aligned. There Aphrodite transformed as Machik Labdrin, the 11th century yogini who created the cutting practice named Chod, and it was this woman who showed me how to weave the divine tapestry of God. You show me the endless spring of love beyond lust. You have taught me many lessons that I'll never forget. And above all, I learned that by building the three towers, a spiritual warrior should never quit. This aspect of never giving up is seeing sacredness 24 hours a day. May we use meditation, yoga, and breathing as our practice. And remember to use your sword to cut all delusions away. You possess the potential for intrinsic awareness, and you are able to overcome all kinds of challenges and frustrations. Remember that the inner world is like a beautiful tapestry, which is woven through the threads of creation. Appreciate everything, both the pleasure and the pain. The sacredness is hidden within every moment, and so we must work to keep the heart connected to the intellectual brain. May your life embody the morning star. May you shine like a light in a dark room. And by your bravery and courage, may you free all beings in the confused world to help our souls bloom. Go forward and see my brother. Follow the fallen tower to his hidden land. Their Hermes Trismegistus will lead you to your bride and back to your fellow man. You are my invincible warrior who has found his way out of the confused world. You have climbed out of the belly of the beast and you have endured the journey all the way through the underworld. And since you know the confused world so well, there is no way a warrior like you can be overcome or defeated. You will find a home in spaciousness and remain sympathetic towards others, and so this invincibility makes you perfectly completed. Because you are so sensitive, your life will be raw and rugged. Your inner worth surmounts all hardship, and so the father and mother see you as a jewel of the beloved. You have cultivated a true connection to the sacred world, and so I send you forth. May your life be a beautiful teaching. Now let it spread throughout the entire earth. Victory, 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 said Aphrodite.